Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. We are nearly nine weeks through the NFL season. If you want to place a bet on any of the football action all season long, betonline.ag is the place to do it. 365-247. Make sure whatever sports y'all tuning into, if you're looking for any kind of bets, make sure you go to betonline.ag. Head to the website and join today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined by my guy, Steelers scout, 12-year veteran and two-time Super Bowl champion, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, there's a twinkle in my eye this morning. There was relief. I got an extra hours of sleep with daylight saving time. There was no Steelers football, no stress. I am rejuvenated this morning, and I've got some good news too, Ike. The Steelers are no longer the NFL's lowest scoring team that honor now belongs to the Indianapolis Colts. The bye week has been fantastic. How are you doing this morning, my man? I'm good, Mark. You know, just because the Steelers have a bye doesn't mean we're not working. We're always working. Absolutely. We 52 weeks out of the year because this is just what we do. We talk football. But, yeah, the Steelers uh, have a bye. Um, I think a much-needed bye. We're going to see how they come off this bye. Hopefully they come off with their hair on fire for sure, but – yeah, Mark, let's get to it. It's still been some good games in the NFL regardless. Yes, plenty of Week 9 action. And later this week, we're going to have the full preview to Steelers and Saints in Week 10. Saints open as a two-and-a-half-point favorite there. But, Ike, I haven't talked to you since the Steelers traded Chase Claypool to the Bears. He had two catches, six targets. Bears hung with the Dolphins team. And remember, the Bears offloaded their two best defensive players in Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn, and they hung with a Miami Dolphins team that I at least expect to make the playoffs hike. But I wanted to get your thoughts about the Claypool trade, and then we could talk about this game overall. I haven't, ta- I haven't talked to you since last Tuesday's trade deadline. A much-needed trade um, on both ends. Pittsburgh having another second round a pick in the draft coming with 2023, so that would be a first in two seconds a third and the fourth. So just looking at it from a scouting standpoint, it's like, oh, man, this this good. Come on, Coach Ike, um, as the kids would say, let's see what you can do for this draft and help the Pittsburgh Steelers out. But, you know, Chase is coming up on his contract soon. The Chicago Bears needed a big receiver. We all know that he played at Notre Dame. So playing in the cold, catching in the cold, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, to be honest, he's kind of close to home, uh, so say. But – Between the Pittsburgh Steelers and Chase, you know, we'll see. They already have their number one receiver in my mind, and that's that's George Pickens, um, just off of talent. Now, as far as, like, performance, you know, Deontay Johnson, uh, we all know what he can do because he is a pro bowl receiver. But, man, they're just young. You know what I'm saying? They're young. They like Austin III. Um, I'm sure they're going to incorporate him coming off this bye week. Mark, 
But yeah, for Chase, man, it's just sometimes you just need to hit the reset button and have a fresh start elsewhere. And I think with him, him and the young Justin Fields, they're going to wind up doing anything. It's just a matter of time. We all see what Justin Fields has been doing, and that's using his legs. Everybody wanted to make him a pocket quarterback. But now when you give him the option between passing and running, you see how many yards he put up when it came down to rushing. I think he was he might have been three yards short of, a, of an NFL um, record when it comes down to quarterback rushes So in one game. So that'll be perfect. It's just a matter of time between Chase and Justin, them getting on the same page all the time. But for the Pittsburgh Steelers, we did gain another second-round draft pick. Yes, Ike, Justin Fields breaking Michael Vick's regular season single-game rushing record just short of Colin Kaepernick's all-time mark, which was in a playoff game. And so using his legs, running around, that 61-yard touchdown, he looked more like a speedster running back than he did quarterback, Ike. And the Bears get him another weapon to evaluate him. I said, and I'm on record saying this, I think it's a win-win for both teams because the Steelers aren't going to make the playoffs this year at two and six. There's been one team that's gone on and made the playoffs after a two and six start talking about the uh, 2020 Washington football team. And they won the NSC East that year with a seven and nine record. So if the Steelers aren't going to make the playoffs this year, we don't know what will happen in 2023. That's when Claypool's contract is up. And Ike, we talk about this all the time. There's two position groups the Steelers draft extremely well. They draft and develop receivers and linebackers. So we like what we have in George Pickens. Deontay Johnson, if he can get back to form from what we saw a year ago. Calvin Austin III isn't going to play this year. He'll be back next year. And this provides an opportunity if you're Steven Stims, Gunnar Osheski, Miles Boykin. If you want to be on this roster beyond this season, now's your time to shine to prove what you can do because if not, I'm really not concerned with who the Steelers can bring at the receiver position because they've shown they can do that time and time and time again. And that's why I think this trade makes most sense because if Claypool's not going to help you contend this season, next season, you now get a second round pick in return, which is probably going to be higher than Green Bay's pick too because Green Bay also offered a second rounder. Don't forget, Ike, Chicago keeps Claypool away from Green Bay as well. Rodgers wanted another target too. So this is why, again, I was on record last week. I think this trade made a lot of sense for both teams. He has the size and speed. If he puts it all together, Chase Claypool from the neck down is everything you want in a receiver. If he can put it together here, he has a special, special, and a bright future ahead. I just hope he can tap into that ability that we saw as a rookie when he scored 11 touchdowns. He can get back to that form. Again, I think this could be a win-win for both teams. But, Ike, the Bears hanging with the Dolphins in this game. I was I was very, very surprised. I point to Fields, but uh, I mean, Tyree killed Jalen Waddle, still a problem for defenses. But I didn't expect the Bears to even compete in this game because they sold at the deadline. They got rid of their two best defensive players. And Fields was right there at the end of the game. If he goes down and drives down and leads the Bears to the score, they upset the Dolphins at home on Sunday. Yeah, I, I mean, the Bears doing exactly what they need to do. The Bears are using their best player. And that's Justin Fields. And how you using Justin Fields, I'm using him with his legs. And between him and Mooney, the other wide receiver that they have mm-hmm. for the Chicago Bears, you know, they're always on the same page. And they starting to get their kind of rapport. So it's just adjusting now exactly your playbook on what I want to do. And they got a good two-back running system, Mooney and company, Montgomery and company. So it's still a young team. I think the coach now is figuring out what the heck he needs to do on offense. On the defensive side, yeah, they lost Quinn. And so Saquon sitting in the middle, but at the same time, they still gave uh, the Miami Dolphins a run for their money. Um, so my thing with the Miami Dolphins is, and Miami Dolphins will be a playoff team, but Mark, I'm just going to go on record and say, man, that passing ain't going to work in the playoffs. You know, you got to have some mm-hmm. kind of thing when you get to the playoffs and you start to see teams now, um, unless you're a Patrick Mahomes, unless you, uh, I will, I would say, uh, Josh Allen, but heck, they're not running the ball as they should as well. And you're starting to see teams who are not running the ball, especially going into November, December football, they're going to have problems and they're going to struggle winning or going deep into the playoffs. And by the end of the day, it just boils down to that. You know, who's going to play good defense? Who's going to have a running game? And yes, you got quarterbacks that can throw the ball for sure, but that cold weather something different. Um, it's a little bit different when you're a defender and you gotta and you gotta hit a Joe Mixon or you gotta hit a Montgomery or you gotta hit these big backs coming out the backfield 
then when it's a little bit warmer, you know? So that cold just messes with you mentally uh, just, a, just a tad. But the Miami Dolphins, you know, they, they got exciting. They got a good-looking team. They got a Madden team. You know, when you look at – when you see what, what Waddle and, and Cheetah is doing, I think Cheetah is already over 1,000. I think he yep. – over eight teams. He has more yards than eight teams in the NFL just alone himself when it comes down to receiving. Correct me if I'm wrong. So You're not your... wrong, and I've got the list, Ike, and our Steelers are one of those teams. You've got the yeah. Steelers, Cowboys, Falcons, Texans, Giants, Bears, Ravens, and Titans. Tyree Kill has more receiving yards than each of those teams. Yeah, so when you look at that duo, I mean, that duo plus tour, um, I mean, the head coach, Coach Mike, you know exactly what he wanted to do. He had a vision. You know what? I'm not going to put a lot of stress on tour. I'm about to give him, give him two fast weapons where he can just get the ball out quick to those guys and they can just use their legs and do exactly what they need to do. Now, I do think Coach Mike needs to get more on the, on the running side, on the running game, because he has two good running backs sitting with Wilson Jr., in company that they're acquired from yep. the San Francisco 49ers. So we'll see. But Justin Fields, man, Justin Fields is exactly what you're looking for. He is the franchise guy. You can just tell by his body language that he's having a lot more fun on playing football. He doesn't have doesn't have to think as much, Mark. So, yeah, that's how I look at it with, with the Chicago Bears and Miami Dolphins. I think they got to get more to running the ball, so say. Um, just take a little script off of what the Cincinnati Bengals is doing. Cincinnati started off slow, um, even though they didn't have Jamar Chase. Uh, Joe Mixon had four touchdowns yesterday. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joe Mixon had a vendetta against the Carolina Panthers in one half. Ike went off. He was trying to win fantasy football in one week of action, one half of action, if you will. He had a a date. But that's that's what I believe. On these these teams, regardless of how good your quarterback or your receiving core is, when it comes down to that cold weather, at uh, the end of November, December football leading to the playoffs, you will have to have a running game. I don't think people understand how important, uh, how smart Tom Brady knows when it gets to around this time. I have to run the ball. The play action pass game will open up, and I will beat you in the game of rushing even though I just acquired over 100,000 yards total in mm-hmm. playoffs a regular season. Man, it took me this long to do that. But at the same time, if you just look at all the times I won Super Bowls or got to the playoffs, I had a running back or a few running backs that can run, and I didn't mind running. I'm talking as Tom Brady. And I had some running backs who would come out in the backfield and catch the ball because I like that matchup. So that's what it really boils down to in my mind. You mentioned the Buccaneers and the Rams, like two teams huh. we expected to contend in the NFC this season, and they're both near the bottom of the league in rushing and running the football. So we might be a little bit meatball. We might be a little bit old school, Ike. But now that we're into November, the weather's getting colder. I'm right there with you, Ike. I'm right there with you. I want to put one more. Uh, I want to wrap my thought on Fields. I don't uh-huh. know how high he ranks among the quarterback uh, quarterback tiers overall throughout the league. But in the 2021 class right now, if you were redrafting, I think I would take him first of all the quarterbacks that were taken in the 2021 class. There were five in the first round, plus Davis Mills, who was drafted by the Texans in later round. If you had to right. say, who would you want right now? Fields is at the top of my rankings right now. And that's the argument that I would make because what he's doing with the Bears, and I understand that, They're not winning, but he doesn't have a ton of talent around him. And I'm talking about developing the line, skilled position players. I do like both of his running backs in Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery, but he doesn't have the weapons that some of those other players have. And I see all of the draft picks that the Bears have this upcoming offseason and $100 million in salary cap space, Ike. So help is coming for the Bears in Chicago, as there are with the Pittsburgh Steelers, because the Steelers have three picks in the top 50 in this upcoming draft as well. So that's why that Claypool trade, to me, it makes a lot of sense because if Claypool doesn't work for the Bears, they can just let him test the free agent market after the 2023 season. So again, my point being with Fields, if you were redrafting last year's draft class right now, I'd take him first overall. Yeah, I'm just going to throw it out there. I hope I don't upset you know, especially my people in the, in the in the scout department. I'm just going off the top of my dome. Um, what I think Phil's need on offense is a tight end. And we talked about these Georgia 
Bulldogs tight end and what they do. <laughs> Agent Zero, Ike. They, they're they going to hit a lot of noise when they get into the league, Mark. So I'm choosing one of these tight ends from the Georgia Bulldogs. That's what I think the missing piece is for Justin Fields because I look how value how valuable and important it is. Just ask Lamar and, and Mark Andrews what they got going on with that duo with, with a quarterback to a tight end. So if you acquire, if Chase Claypool wakes up, if Mooney stays health, healthy and keep doing what he's doing, keep my two running backs, and ha, man, let me add a tight end, an uh, athletic, an uh, old-school tight end. And I'm looking at Georgia, and they got two of them tight ends sitting over there. So for me, on the offensive side, it would be a tight end for me, for Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Ike, who you're talking about, Georgia, number 19, Brock Bowers, who's a sophomore. He had 13 touchdown catches a year ago as a freshman. So he'll still need another year in college. But then Darnell Washington, who they call Agent Zero, number zero. Watch those players when they're on the field because they can block. It's like having an extra offensive lineman on the field at the line of scrimmage. They can catch. They can run. Darnell Washington, when he's hurtling over defenders and he's up in the air and it's just, it's a mismatch because he can run by a linebacker. He can run with the DBs. He can outsize the defensive backs. For me, when I'm watching Georgia football and I watch a lot of college football, a lot of SEC, Georgia is going to be number one after knocking off Tennessee this last weekend. Watch those two players on the field together. It is special to watch. Yeah, Georgia's just different. I mean, Georgia, I mean, Coach Kirby, you know, he 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 really got that blueprint from Coach Nick Saban. And he has his own style. When you're the defense coordinator for the for the Crimson Tide and you have been nothing but successful and you wind up getting a head coaching job and you create that same kind of staff, you create that same kind of personality. And I'm in the state of Georgia. People forget, man, Georgia has some good football over there. And he's he's making sure the top five or or or, or four star or five star guys. They ain't leaving. They ain't leaving the state of Georgia. They come to Georgia. Um, I clearly saw the, even the backups when they blowing these teams out. The backups on the defensive side, you know, they they just as good as the starters. And that's exactly what you want as a coach. You want good problems. And Coach Kirby has good problems, especially on that defensive side. Now he's figuring out the same thing with Coach Belichick has done. Hey man, I give me some tight ends and I give me some tight ends. Man, it's going to be hell because they're the ultimate mismatch. You said it earlier. They're they're too big for for corners. They're too uh, agile for safeties. And linebackers really can't cover in space unless you have a, a Michael Parson or a special linebacker who can. But other than that, I just named one. But from from that <laughs> point, from that standpoint, yeah, Georgia just figuring it out, and they got a stable of running backs as well. And historically, they've been having stable 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 of running backs. But now they really getting back into it. So yeah, the Georgia Bulldogs definitely doing their thing when it comes down to uh to recruiting and understand what it is to be number one in, in college football. Now we got these NIL deals and it's just making it's just making the landscape not a whole lot easier, but everybody gets pickings if you have the kind of funds and the money and, and setting it up for these guys coming out of high school. But yeah, just getting back to Justin Fields and company mark. Justin Fields, I, this is exactly what we need to see from Justin Fields. You know, exactly. We need to see him use his, use his legs more. And to be honest with you, if you just watch that, that Tennessee Titans game and, and that KC game, you start to see, and I start to see this because of the playoff game with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes a couple of years ago when Patrick Mahomes saw Josh Allen using his legs more the following year, what we started to see. We started to see Patrick Mahomes use his legs more. Patrick Mahomes yeah. in the overtime in the overtime game against the Tennessee Titans last night, he was using his legs when needed. You know, so this is what you're getting, man. You got quarterbacks who are now more mobile than ever, who can throw on the run, who can make plays with their legs, and just sitting in the pocket unless you're a Tom Brady or an old school guy. After Tom Brady and these old school uh, quarterbacks get out, man, your quarterback gonna be half have to be able to use his legs mark from here on out. That's just what a generation is when it comes down to these quarterbacks. Yeah. One more thought I had about the Bulldogs. I Tennessee had scored 34 points in each of its eight games coming into Saturday's matchup, Georgia limiting Tennessee to 13 points. And it's just reloading what was an excellent defense a year ago. Jalen Carter, player I wouldn't mind on in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. I, I I'm just yeah. putting it out there. 
It's gonna be high. It's gonna be high though. If Pittsburgh, but man, that young man gonna be high. He gonna be high, Mark. He gonna be a lottery pick. If it was such thing as a lottery pick in in the NFL draft, he definitely would be one of them. But just to just to lose fifteen guys to the draft, just to have eight guys get drafted, eight in the first three rounds. I'm talking about just off of the defense, and you come back and you bounce back, and you're still number one in college football. I mean, man, what in the world is going on with the recruiting? But I tell people all the time, you can have a lot of five four-star players. If you don't have a good coaching staff, you're not going to win. Obviously, Coach Kirby has a good coaching staff. So they get these players, along with getting these players, Mark, they're, they're, they're teaching, they're coaching. The assignment football is unbelievable. And they, 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 they be where they need to be at all times. They don't hurt themselves. And if I, if I got a, a plethora of good talent and my talent don't hurt ourselves with penalties, offsides, unsportsmanlike conducts. We don't, we're going to make it easy for us. We're going to make it even harder for other teams we play. And we just saw what the Bulldogs did against Tennessee and Tennessee was on fire them last couple of weeks, but man, they ran into some dogs. <laughs> well, it goes back to my slogan. Like if you get a bunch of dogs together, even the cats start barking. Uh, for real. For real, that's a hell of a slogan, Mark. I got to steal that from you, you heard? Ike, we'll go to that Chiefs-Titans game, and the Chiefs hang on at home in overtime. What a game right. plan by Mike Vrabel. And I was texting one of the other Believe hosts, Joey Christopoulos. Uh, I was texting him during the game, and I'm like, I can't wait to see what Malik Willis' final, final stat line is because it's clear he's not quite NFL ready, yet nah. they still almost upset the Chiefs in okay. what was the recipe? feed the rock to King Henry and try to stop it. And they very nearly upset the chiefs. They're not flashy. It's not sexy, but there's a reason why the Titans are going to win the AFC South yet again. Ike, they play good. They play good defense. They run the ball. They're, they're coached well. And Mike Vrabel yet again, it's not flashy at all, but had a very, very good game plan where it was like, how are the Titans going to be able to keep up with the chiefs? And the Chiefs just squeak one out at home in overtime. I, I was impressed despite the loss by Tennessee. Yeah, I know. I know it coming. I was watching the game one of my partners last night, and I told my partner if 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 the Tennessee Titans can stay um, close, and what I mean is what they did throughout the whole game. If they can just feed the ball to to Derrick Henry, Malik Willis will also become a running back. So now you actually make it eleven on eleven. You know, when you have a pocket quarterback. It's 10 on 11 when it comes down to the defensive side because the quarterback not going to run. I don't need a spy, and I can't count, and I won't account for him when it comes down to making calls on defense. Now I have King Henry, <laughs> and I have Malik Willis, who can also use his legs as well. He just needs game experience on throwing the ball. Now, he did throw the ball to his tight end in the red zone. That was a hell of a throw when he did sit in the pocket, a back shoulder throw, a great throw when he sat in the pocket. But at the same time, when you have a young man when you just tell them, hey, when it doesn't look good, when you don't feel good, run the football, make sure you protect the football, make sure you don't scramble behind the, the line of scrimmage, make sure when it's time to slide, slide, when it's time for you to get out of bounds, get out of bounds. Only go for the extra yards when needed. Do not put yourself in harm's way because we need you. You're the franchise quarterback. And I'm telling you, Mark, um, I don't, I've seen enough of Ryan Tannehill. I would like to see more of Malik Willis. And the reason why is, I think now is the time. We didn't see everything Ryan Tannehill wanted to do. When he gets to the playoffs, we didn't see him make the throws he need to make. Um, can Ryan Tannehill get you further than what you have been before in the playoffs? I don't know. I'm just going off, that's your resume. I'm not going to abracadabra and be like, okay, I look at Ryan Tannehill the same way I look at Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, can he get you a few games more throughout the playoffs? I don't know. This is what your resume say. This is what your tape been saying for the past six, seven years. So I think now it's time to just change the guard, my personal opinion, and give it to Malik Willis. Let him make his mistakes now because he would never have a running back like this. Uh, the defense won't be the same for too, too much longer. And you can still develop because they drafted a, wire, a young wide receiver. Who's that wide receiver I like coming out the draft? Arkansas's um, Traylon Burks, Ike. And I think you convinced me because with Tannehill, certainly I think you have a higher floor, but a lower ceiling with Willis. Potentially, 
you have a higher ceiling because we don't know what we, he can do. Whereas we've seen what Tannehill could do year after year after year. It's very good, but it's almost like, I'm not saying Malik Willis is Patrick Mahomes, but it's like when the Chiefs made the decision to go from, hey, we're going to go with Mahomes instead of Alex Smith. Alex Smith, you're a very good quarterback. You're a Pro Bowl quarterback, but we're not going to contend. We're not going to win a Super Bowl. And Derrick Henry's in his prime right now. So if you want to maximize that ability, perhaps with Willis, you have a higher ceiling. Certainly, I think you have, uh, again, the floor ceiling analogy is what I would make. It's not going to be as bad at its worst with Tannehill, but you know that it there's only so there's only so far he'd be able to take the Titans in the playoff side. So I think you convinced me. Yeah, if if you if you just if you just look at it, Mark, like the man was at Auburn. People forget the man went to Auburn. He transferred to Liberty. When he went to Liberty, he threw for 47 touchdowns. He ran for 27. So it's not it's, it's not like it's not like he can't run or run or pass. Malik can do both. Honestly, I thought the Pittsburgh Steelers was going to slide and get him. But to get a talent like that in the third round, um, that's a steal. That's that's definitely a steal. And he went to for for his career. He went to the right team, the right coach at the right time. And now it's the time to take the leash off Malik Willis put Ryan Tannehill in a cage and let this young man rock out because he would take you further. He, he's not going to do nothing but get better as the season progresses. And it's going to make the job even easier for Derek Henry because now you, you, now you can't put nine in the box or eight in the box. Now we really truly have to play or we have to account for another guy. He just so happened to be a quarterback in Malik Williams. Yeah, you run that read option, and it's a real threat, whereas Tannehill's not – I mean, he's not a statue back there, but he's not Malik Willis running the ball. And, I, you know, I point to the passing game, 5 of 16 for Malik Willis, but eight carries for 40 yards, Ike. So I know what you're saying in terms of the accountability that it holds the defense to to where you truly have to play 11-on-11 11 11 given Willis's ability to run the ball. Colin, Colin Kaepernick, when he was with San Fran. Yeah. When it- the Super Bowl. They lost to the Baltimore Ravens, but they had opportunity to win. He was Harbaugh was doing the same thing. He was letting them sling, sling the ball when he needed to, have a read option going. And when it was time for Colin to run, man, Colin had that long stride. He used to giddy up on them boys all day. So the same thing with Malik yeah. Willis. Malik Willis has the arm talent. He has the accuracy. He just need that in-game experience. That's all that young man need. But he has every piece to the puzzle around him, Mark, that he needs. He has an offensive line, a defense who are not going to beat themselves, and a running back, knock on wood, a future Hall of Fame running back in King Henry. And don't forget, they have a backup at running back as well. (laughs) That's a dog. So the Tennessee Titans in this setup is just perfect for, for Malik Willis right now. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ike, you've convinced me. Uh, let's move on. Keep it in the AFC. I can't believe we're 20 minutes in. The Jets upsetting the Bills. And this, yep. to me, was a very surprising result considering the Jets entered this game as a double-digit underdog. Yep. And remember, no Brees Hall, no Elijah right. Vera Tucker, right. McKee Becton out, George Fant, Greg Sinat. Like, the Jets are devastated with injuries on the offensive line. But I'm going to say this, Ike. This Jets defense is taking on the identity of head coach Robert Sala. We were talking about dogs defensively. You know, you go at every level of the defense, whether it's Sauce Gardner on the outside, uh, Williams on the interior. This defense is taking on the identity uh, uh, the identity of Robert Sala, who, remember, had a very had an excellent defense when he was the defensive coordinator of the 49ers, and that's why sure. he's a head coach now. It was the most surprising result from this weekend, Ike, in my opinion. Hey, Mark, 
what that young man did, what Coach Sala did this this last round. He got two guys on defense. He said, sauce me with the outside corner. And it, after you sauce me, he said, D in me. Uh, my young my young man from Florida State. Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, Jermaine Johnson. So it, you already know, you're in, in the in the draft before that, he said the same thing. Look, if I'm going to build a team, I'm going to build a team on the defensive side. But this is what I'm going to do. Matter of fact, he had three first-round draft picks because Bryce Hall had got hurt. But I'm going to get me a smash mouth running back. I'm going to get me a corner. All he do is just lock people up and you can't find them no more. And I'm going to get me a defensive lineman who just all he just want to do is create, uh, cause havoc, and he sasquatch little cuts. That's all we're doing on this side. So that's one, two, and three. And I'm gonna get me a I'm gonna get me a quarterback who has the talent. My team just has to believe, and he has to believe, regardless on how good or bad of a game you you have, Zach. We rocking with you anyway, and he's the perfect. You can't get a better attitude, a better personality, good looking Zach Wilson, who can throw the ball, who can run the ball. He just has that pizzazz. And for the state of New York and to be in New York City, you have to have a lot of pizzazz. You have to be real confident. And you can tell whether it's a good or bad game, Zach just is going to be Zach regardless. And you add some young pieces around him. You add assaults on the defense. You add a Williams on defense. You gave him a Bryce on the offensive side. And you have the personality in Coach Solomon. Man, that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot because I thought for sure Josh Allen and company was gonna uh <laughs> was gonna come in up uh, and do their thing. But now nah, Solomon and Company had something totally different. And when you have a running game, let's get back to the running game because Zach Zach only had 150 something yards passing, Mark. When you get back to the running game and we outrush you and our time, our TOP, meaning the time of possession is better than yours. And now I got a defense who's just hungry and they trying to get out to the quarterback. Here we go. We're going to put ourselves in position. And this coming back from a deficit. We're going to put ourselves in position to win these ball games at the end of the fourth quarter. And that's exactly what the New York Jets, yeah, New York Jets did. I, I heard this on Bill Simmons' podcast, and I thought it was a great point, though. And I know Zach Wilson beat our Steelers in week four. I can't help but wonder, though, this Jets team, if they had Justin Fields at quarterback instead of Zach Wilson – I'm just putting it out there how scary that would be in an alternate universe. It's a great what if. Yeah, I think personality-wise, Mark, just just off of person. Because because Justin is very reserved. Justin Fields is very reserved. And you couldn't find a better personality other than Zach Wilson in that state of New York, that city of New York, to hit for the New York Jets. You gotta have you gotta have that Joe Namath personality, that kind of guy, and that's exactly what Zach is. He's a Joe Namath personality type in that quarterback position, and they're gonna they're gonna win some they're gonna win some ball games. This ain't gonna be the first week we're talking about. Them boys gonna hit the playoffs. They're gonna hit the playoffs, and they're gonna cause some havoc. Ike, you're a little bit more bullish on Zach Wilson than I am, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, Ike, what's going on with the Green Bay Packers? Losing to the Lions 15 to 9. Rodgers had three interceptions, 291 yards, a season high. But what's going on in Green Bay? It's Rodgers. It's Rodgers, Mark. He, he just, and I love, I mean, Rodgers, AR 12, you know, you know how I feel about AR 12. I'm still hurt. I seen what he can do live in person, you know. But it's, it's, it's the leadership part. It's the leadership part. Hey, man, it says a lot when you be like, ah, I threw that bad pass. I didn't have a bad game. I need to step my game up. Because everybody looking at you. They look up to you. So when you start off with I, it's like, they in the future Hall of Famer starting off with I. You know what I'm saying? He He's saying this is what he needs to do instead of blaming the blame on everybody else. So, and I think his team just looking for that. One time, just give me, give me one interview and say I. And I guarantee you the team is going to rally behind him because you're too good of a quarterback not to put it on your shoulders. The the Peyton Manning's eye, the Tom Brady's eye, the Phillip Rivers eye, at one point in time, uh, Big Ben seven, they eyed it. Like, man, I had a bad game. I can't play like this. I'm letting my team down. 
So that just sparks a plug in your brain like, hey, man, we got this future Hall of Fame quarterback talking with I. So him, who am I to judge? Who am I to blame? And that's what I, that's the only thing I think that is missing for this Green Bay team because they have a defense. I like their defense. It's not the best defense, but they do have some athletes on defense. And they got some young receivers. They just need the help. But I think if, if I think if in the offseason, if he gets with the with this young receivers and he does what a Russell Wilson do, he do what a Tom Brady do. Like a lot of these young quarterbacks, they'll rally they they'll rally their receivers and they'll have camps or settings in the offseason. I think the offseason is very helpful. So now you get a rapport. Now you get to know somebody not only on a football level, but on a personal level. You get to know their family members. All that stuff matters when it comes down to winning because then it becomes a real true brotherhood. So just in my mind, from looking at it from afar, it's the leadership part of Aaron Rodgers, and I just think he needs to say one time, this is what I need to do. And once he say that, it'll spark everything else for that team because I think that's exactly what his team is looking for, for Aaron Rodgers to say I one time. I don't think it's impossible that the Packers improve in the offseason, but Rodgers is in year one of a three-year contract where he's making $150 million. So he's due $50 million a year, meaning that limits the Packers' ability to go out and sign a star free agent, say, in the offseason. So that front office is going to have to get creative, Ike. But I look at you lose to the Lions – Lose to the Jets, lose to the Commanders. Obviously, Devontae Adams is no longer there. I saw the little Wayne tweet as well. This, and it's just like I've just never seen this before with Aaron Rodgers in the regular season. Right. I've never seen them unravel this way in the regular season. That's what's so surprising to me. And I'll say this too. I mean, yesterday the defense plays pretty well. You only give up 15 points, and they have all the first rounders defensively, but you get down into the red zone and you throw three interceptions, two in the red zone. The Lions get a stop as well to turn the Packers over and go on and win the game. And it's like, <laughs> I, I thought this was going to be the the get right game for Green Bay this last week against the Lions. And it, and it didn't no, happen. No, it's, it's, you just, you just mentioned three teams that's going to play you tough. We know the Detroit Lions, uh, even though they've been losing, Ball games, they've been damn near in every ball game. And what we say about them, it's going to be a tough – when you play the Detroit Lions, it's going to be a tough ball game. When you look at the defensive side of the Washington Commanders and you look at that defensive line, you're like, damn, they just got all first-rounders sitting on that defensive line. <laughs> you know, so and, – and, and, that's, and that's been the issue. When you have a defense and you don't have to blitz all five and your front four can, can apply pressure – um, damn near every down, it just makes it a whole lot easier for a defensive coordinator to make some calls. You know, I'm looking, I'm looking about three or four calls. All I'm just looking at now is just personnel. Who's coming in on the offensive side? Who's coming out? But they have receivers. It, I think it's the trust issue with Aaron Rodgers on who he wants to throw to all the time when it comes down to receivers. Because you got running backs and you have a tight end. So we, we got to cancel that out. But here we go again with this eye. And what you just said, Mark, 15 points, 15 points in the NFL. So I, I can't get six. I can't get 16 points. So I can't kick three field goals in the touchdown to win a ball game. That says a lot. That's why I said you got to start looking at your – no, I ain't going to say you got to. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and start off with I. With you, Ike. Let's keep this in the NFC North as we start to wrap here on Believe in Steelers, Ike. To me, this upcoming weekend, Vikings-Bills is going to be very telling to see if Minnesota is a legit contender in the NFC because the Vikings are sitting at 7-1 and one atop the NFC North right now. I'm still not a believer, but the Vikings' one loss came against a Philadelphia Eagles team that remains undefeated. So the question right now is, are the Vikings contenders? It's going to be very telling. This weekend is going to be a big litmus test against Buffalo. And that's where I stand at that. But what do you think about the Vikings thus far? Because for me, Ike, it's not really this season. It's what I've seen from Vikings football and right. Kirk Cousins in the playoffs for his career. And then just what I've seen in almost 30 years of my life with the Vikings 
in the NFC, but where are you at with where they stand right now in the NFC? Yeah, they, they're contenders. Uh, what do you think? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mark, I do think they contenders. And the reason why I think they contenders, when I see a Kirk Cousins going viral on social media, weighing 50 chains for the past weeks, having fun, living life, you know, so say. So now they now now we're getting to see the Kirk Cousins in the locker room, but now we get to see him how he acts in the locker room, outside the locker room. So now when it comes down to what the team does when you just act out of character or when you just show the world how, how you've been acting or now you're comfortable, man, the boy's going to play for you. That's exactly what they're going to do. You already had a good defense. Dalvin Cook and company, all, all quietly, all he has been doing is having a Hall of Fame career, Dalvin Cook. That's all he's been doing. You get a young stud and, and, and Justin Jefferson at the wide receiver position, you get your first Cooper Cup, which is Adam Thielen, at the wide receiver position as well. Now we just got a loose, energetic, uh, kind of like dad quarterback who's having fun now. Now he's the grandpa. You know, once you become dad and grandpa, grandpa just like to have fun, be with the grandkids, act out of character, make sure everybody's smiling and being happy. Dad becomes more of the enforcer. But now Kirk Cousins, Mark, he just, he grandpa now. He having fun. And the boys like, man, y'all see how we got our quarterback cutting up, having fun, shirt off, dad by, with chains going on around his neck. Man, that says and that means a lot to a locker room, Mark. So when I say yes, they're not pretenders, they contended, they contended for the NFC. Yeah, on the airplane, Ike, if any of our listeners and viewers haven't seen that, it's tremendous. I thought it was like one of the Paul brothers on YouTube when I first saw it. I'm like, Kirk, who's Kirk? And it's Kirk Cousins just having a great time. The Vikings, too, they're celebrations. So you had Kirk Cousins on the airplanes. The bowling ball celebration with the defense when they got the turnover right. Did you see that in the end zone? Yeah, see, that's that's scripted. That's 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 that's, and and this is what I'm saying, Mark. When you rally as a team, as a team, the whole team did it. The whole team did it. Then you had one just sitting like he was about to fall, about to fall, about to fall. Bam, and then he fell. So, them boys, them, they bought in. They bought in into this team atmosphere, and it's contagious. And when it becomes that contagious, it becomes scary for other teams because they really hold each other accountable. Not only that, they don't want to let their brother down. I've been a part of that. I've been a part of hanging out. I've been a not going to not going home, sitting in the locker room to 10, 12 o'clock at night because I didn't want to leave my brothers. I've been seeing guys get out of character because they having fun and they're being just themselves. I've been around that. And that has been nothing but championship football. So when it becomes we instead of me, that we are check the me guy all day, you just weave them out. If anybody in this locker room think it's all about you, you're getting weaved out because we policing ourselves. We don't need you. And you can tell with the Minnesota Vikings from afar, Mark, that it's became a we team. And they would be very scary going deep into the playoffs because they had guy who is Captain Kirk, now is unraveling and showing us his other side. It's just like when Tom Brady left New England, he came down to Tampa. Tom Brent been acting like that, but that was more in the offseason. So now you see Tom cutting up and acting totally different. Now, he ain't acting different. He just couldn't showcase his personality. Now we see Captain Kirk act totally different. Now, Kirk been acting like this. He's just comfortable now of, of letting the world – see and it's gonna be scary baby Ike, one other thing too justin yes, jefferson with the spy kids goggles and the pre-game warm-ups if i'd have seen that pre-kickoff i'd have gone to betonline.ag and taken the vikings money line it's terrific hey you know only Justin can pull that off only justin oh uh, the, the, the two boys the two boys from from lsu justin and and, and jamar only them two boys can pull that off. And, man, I mean, just thinking about it, I know we're getting off script with this NFL football, but golly. So, you, LSU had a squad, bro. Justin Jefferson, Jamar, oh. and Joe Burrow. Now, now, I see, now I see why they just they got hot and couldn't nobody stop them. 
because yeah. they they doing this at the NFL level. <laughs> All right, how's Ivan's West Orange team doing? They in the playoffs. Their first playoff game is Friday. Um, they wind up finishing six, six and six and four. Um, Ivan had his best game because they played a makeup game. Best probably his best game of the year on Tuesday. He had a pick, um, a forced fumble, and a forced fumble to the house. Last game, I think he led the team in in tackles. So Ivan's starting to get hot late, which is perfect. I always say, man, you you can start off fast, but you always want to get hot when it comes to the playoffs. So little man and they team, and it's a good young team too. Um, they had a lot more D1 athletes last year. I thought last year they probably should have won the state uh, championship, but you know how that was. Um, it, it's the culture. But this year, it's more of a we team. A lot of young uh, freshmen, sophomores, and juniors. And Mark, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm excited for this team. And Ivan only a sophomore as well, like, and that to me is just like at the varsity level. And I lived in Florida for five years. It's a little bit different at the high school level because you can train year round compared to other states of the country. I tell people, I say, you know, I got a nephew in North Carolina, two nephews in North Carolina, and you know, my mom, she, my mom, she's a proud grandma. She be going crazy in North Carolina, and she's very voiceful. I say, Mom, when you come to Florida, you got to tone it down. These people different down here in Florida. You know, these people, these, these people a little bit different. Like these, and the further you go south, from Orlando to Belglade, out to Belglade, Fort, Fort Lauderdale, then Miami, the further you go south, you basically just saying, them boys feel like they was born to play football. And if you just look at from Fort Lauderdale on down to Miami and look at an NFL roster and be like, you see Miami, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. It's nothing but athletes, athletes in the NFL from that small gumbo park. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Pompano Beach too, like another area. I mean, like it. Pompano Beach, all, all, all that. It's just, it's different. It's different. It's a different mindset in Florida. And people ask me about the high school football. And, and I told my son, I said, bro, I said, man, that's a little bit different. I said, when you go out to eat, man, you go into Morton's, Eddie B's, uh, Ruth Chris, like them the, pl- them the places you go out to eat. I say, the further you go down south, man, these kids stay in the two bedrooms. They got eight people in two bedrooms and they eat Roman noodles. I say, bro, their mindset is different. So you have to match their intensity, bro. But that's exactly what my little man is doing. And he always trying to apply pressure. But I do like the mutual respect um, of every time we play a good team, uh, they acknowledge Ivan and acknowledge, and Ivan acknowledge them as well. So I say, bro, you're getting a lot of respect for some for from some four or five star athletes. Um, whether y'all making the play on each other, y'all helping each other up. I say, man, that's good sportsmanship. Back in the day, I would never help nobody else ever. If you don't have the same color as me, I ain't helping you up at one time. But the fact on they acknowledging him, Mark, and he's acknowledging them them as well says a lot. But Ivan's just different, bro. You know how he is. You done, you done been around him too many times. He's just a good soul, you know? So I, I I thank God, one. I thank his mama, too, for helping me raise him. But, um, yeah, man, he just he just make he just make being a dad real, real easy in life because he just gets it. But they do have a, 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 a special team this year. So we shall see how far they go into the playoffs. I'll speak for our listeners and viewers here, Ike, and this is my personal opinion as well. I uh, wishing him and his teammates the best postseason time where it's just like, you know, it's either win or go home. And that's it brings out another level in you and that uh, making the playoffs, the high school level, certainly an exciting, exciting time. So keep us posted on how he and his West Orange teammates do throughout the postseason. Ike. Today's daylight savings time. Uh, I know that people are still adjusting. I hope this has been entertaining for everyone. Uh, I'll say this though, too. You know, I woke up a little sluggish today, still adjusting. But when I win the 1.9 billion in the Powerball, baby, it's going to be all good. And that's where I'm going to wrap today's show. Hey, listen, you win that 1.9, just I'd be a driver. You got to go up to Tallahassee to pick that check up <laughs> for that. So we we both we both trying to get to that 1.9 after taxes we'll come home with close to uh seven seven fifty eight hundred million so we'll be straight bro we'll yeah all the- yeah but Ike, I- you're the go ahead no nah, no nah, i'm gonna let you take off 
I was going to say, Ike, you're the absolute best. I want to thank the Believe Network, our video producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, producers Megan and Yancey. Today's sponsor of the Believe and Steelers Show, betonline.ag. I want to thank the listeners and the viewers of the Believe and Steelers Show. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch Ike and I. And we're going to have Steelers football back later this week. So uh, we'll be we'll get all the listeners and viewers ready ahead of Steelers and Saints in week 10. Yeah, make sure y'all subscribe and, and give us a five-star rating. Uh, me, Mark, and I, all we try to do is be, you know, uh, insightful with a lot of personality and entertainment. I appreciate everybody who has been tuning in to Mark and I on the Believe in Podcast. Keep tuning in. Uh, this is still it's about a week. Got a, got a second, the betonline.ag, Brinks TV, and everybody in the staff who works behind the, the, the closed doors, which y'all don't see. I want to thank y'all, too, as well. Mark, I got to thank my dog, my co-host, because all we've been doing is rocking for a couple of years now. So make sure y'all give us that five piece, man. We'll appreciate all the support. Greg Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll be back later this week. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.